This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. Well, uh, guys, we've been trying to share some of the talks from the Global uh, Summit that we had, the, the Leadership Summit that we had back at the end of September. And uh, there was one particular talk on Friday night, which I gave, uh, which was really trying to uh, help everybody just see the history of influencers and really not just to as far as the history, but also just God's fingerprints on this ministry since it began. And and as things would work out, um, this recording did not uh, get recorded. <laughs> so uh, it didn't happen. So I just wanted to take some time to kind of go through some of the things that I shared with them the night of, uh, of the summit, really just going back through this, just to just to join me in praising God for what God has done in the last 20 years. So so uh, let me just share with you some of the things that I shared with the, the people there, because I think I think it will help you to understand how this ministry has grown. And uh, again, just to see God's fingerprints. So this ministry started in 2001. It's our 20 year anniversary. So if we go back to 2001, just to bring you back a little going a little time travel. Let me just tell you what was going on in 2001, if, in case you've forgotten. George W. Bush was sworn in as the 43rd president. The Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl over the New York Giants that year. The best picture in 2001 was Gladiator. In 2001, Timothy McVeigh was executed for the Oklahoma City bombing. Robert Mueller became the FBI director. <clears throat> of course, you know what happened on 9-11-2001. Barry Bonds broke the home run record that year. Enron filed for bankruptcy. Uh, the first Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings movies came out in 2001. Um, China was granted normal trade status with the U.S. that year. Uh, there was a ministry uh, that was 10 years old called Promise Keepers, and millions of men all over the United States attended PK events in the 90s, being awakened and challenged to be the spiritual leaders of their families. A guy named Rocky Fleming, through his own searching and sifting and breaking, and after much experience with discipleship, determined the key to discipleship was learning how to abide in Christ based on John 15. So in 2001, Rocky led seven men on what he called a journey. He said, I think there's more of God for me to find and more of him he wants, more of me that he wants. Would you help me find it and I'll help you. The guys met every other week, and in the time in between the meetings, God would download the next step in the process to Rocky, which he would share with the men. He'd not yet not yet written any of the books or the manual. This was just the process God downloaded week by week uh, as he met with these men. For the commencement, he wrote The Prayer Cottage in the Sacred Garden to help them have an extended prayer time at the commencement. After finishing this first group and realizing this was very helpful to the men and to Rocky himself, he was ready just to take another group of men through it. Uh, Bob Brown, one of the original group members who's notorious for having the spiritual gift of faith, said, Rocky, this thing's bigger than you realize. We have to give this away to lots of other men. 
So they encouraged Rocky to start organizing and typing up all his notes so that they could be used by them. And before long, uh, the first participants manual was formed. These men began taking other men through the process and Rocky saw that it was organic. What he shared with them, they were able to share with others and it reproduced. And this was his hope. Just like Jesus' first journey group, if you will, of 12 men started a movement that's going on today. He began to see that a true disciple makes disciples. He doesn't keep it to himself. So the journey began to reproduce organically in Northwest Arkansas uh, for the next few years. A few years later, Rocky wrote The Journey of the Inner Chamber because he wanted to have a book that explains some of the precepts of the journey in a creative storytelling way. And then the character of Gabe was born. In Southern California, Pete McKenzie was leading men. He'd been a missionary, a pastor, a teacher, and he'd been friends with Rocky since they were both in college. Rocky had always supported Pete in his ministry efforts. And at one time, Rocky left the business world to join Pete in ministry. Ultimately, Rocky felt his place was as a godly businessman back in the marketplace, but he and Pete had remained great friends. Pete was hearing about this new discipleship process that Rocky had come up with, so he invited Rocky to be the speaker at his next men's retreat. Rocky agreed and brought three men with him who had been through the journey. The men each gave their testimony about the journey and each said at the end of their talk, my life has changed, will never be the same again. The men from Orange County were so moved that they organized a trip to Northwest Arkansas to be trained in how to do the journey. Soon, journey groups were launched in Orange County. Not long after that, Pete came on staff with influencers, and they called themselves Influencers West. Right after that, a guy uh, named Brian Craig from Tulsa heard about this new discipleship process happening over in Northwest Arkansas. I had been part of a group who put on a Promise Keeper event in Fayetteville at Razorback Stadium. That was in 2005. One of those men gave me a copy of this little book, which was not even printed yet, uh, called Journey to the Inner Chamber. It was just in manuscript form, but it rang true with me. God had been working on me for the past years before that, telling me and convincing me that events and accountability groups were not the way to long-lasting impact in a man's life. But the key was discipleship, and I had no idea how to do that. I was praying and looking for a discipleship process for the men in Tulsa. Um, so... Um, I uh, drove over with two other men after uh, I, the, the Promise Keeper event came and went, by the way, at Razorback Stadium. And, and I met a lot of godly businessmen. But after I read this book, I decided I was curious. So I drove over with two other men to this meeting in Salem Springs, Arkansas. Um, and everything I heard just resonated with me. And, and just this seemed different than other things that I'd seen when I sit in this meeting. And I met Rocky after the meeting and, and he learned a little bit about me. And uh, he ended up saying, you don't have to drive all the way over here to join this group. Why don't you start one in Tulsa and I'll mentor you. And so we ended up uh, inviting Rocky to come over and a few of the, the guys that were in leadership in Northwest Arkansas. And I gathered a group of men that I'd met, just different guys that were on my heart to invite from all different parts of the city, all different churches, all different denominations. Uh, all of them were leaders in different ways. Um, and it's interesting because I looked back in my in my journal 
And I, and it was around that, that time I found I, and I don't go up back and read my journals very often, but I looked back and I found the, the journal that was around that time of that meeting. And Rocky said, guys, a tremor is about to hit Tulsa. And, and I mean, he couldn't be more true. Uh, this was prophetic really, but, uh, we started the first journey group in Tulsa. This was 2006, 15 men from all different denominations. Um, and then the next year, one of the, we started six groups after that. So the first group of 15 turned into six groups the next year. One of the men in, in one of those six groups was a young policeman named Frank Khalil. And then a few years later, Frank, of course, Frank was so on fire. He was recruiting his neighbors into his journey group halfway through. He'd finished his first journey group. So he was on fire. And of course, he's now our fearless leader in Tulsa. Of course, Frank got called. (laughs) It's kind of a funny story. We don't have time to tell it. But Frank got called into full time ministry to influencers from a butt dial from Rocky while he was on a mountain in Wyoming. So you'll, you'll have to ask Frank the story about that. So now 15 years later in Tulsa, thousands of men and women have gone through the journey and even into Oklahoma City. At the same time, uh, I was being trained on on uh, the journey. And, you know, I, I drove over to Northwest Arkansas with my co-guide and we got some training. The, the training is kind of a loose word, actually, what it was back in those days. But anyway, there was another man uh, and his co-guide sitting at the table. And it was a man from Memphis named Howard Jones. Um, he had learned about influencers Um and uh, he had contacted Rocky, and he, too, was looking for a discipleship process. So we got trained at the same time. Uh, the first journey group in Memphis hit a rough spot, and they disbanded. But a seed was planted, and a year or two later, Howard regrouped and got the journey going again in Memphis. This time, he hit fertile soil, and the men he had in that group really grabbed hold of it, and they began to reproduce. And then uh, a few years into this resurgence of Memphis, Howard said, there's this one guy you got to meet. There's a guy that he thought was going to be the the man to lead the charge in Memphis. He said, this guy's a man magnet. And uh, he was talking about Jay Thompson. And Jay had start, had gone through the journey, and it just rocked his world. He started connecting with men and raising up new guides. <clears throat> and his, his own personal transformation was so powerful, his mother-in-law and his wife decided they wanted to go through the journey. And a women's movement was birthed in, in uh, Memphis as well, and is actually one of the most significant ones we have. So... Uh, Anyway, around the same time that Tulsa was starting, there was a guy named Les Piercy, and he was an elder at a church plant in Bakersfield, California, and he was asked to start a men's ministry. So he organized a men's event, asking each of the elders in his church to bring five guys. And then he asked Pete McKenzie, his old baseball coach and long-term, long-time mentor, to come and speak. Forty-two men gathered for a retreat which later turned into hundreds of men who were hungry for, to know Christ more intimately. After several gatherings, Les decided he needed to just know how to disciple all these men, but he didn't know where to start. He called Pete, and Pete said, why don't you use Rocky stuff? And Les said, who's Rocky? <laughs> in a short amount of time, hundreds of men in Bakersfield were going through the journey, and they've never looked back. Les, like Frank, was called to leave his profession as a business owner, and lead influencers Bakersfield. The growth and impact on lives in Bakersfield has been truly amazing, and they continue to reach more churches and more hungry men. It's also spread to Tehachapi, California, about an hour away from Bakersfield. And in the last year, they've hired Gary Steffes and Henry Schaefer to help serve the abundant ministry needs there.
recently that look for the little 24 hour retreat that they did, which they still do today. This started with 42 guys uh, in 2006. This last year had 750 men that attended that same retreat. So one of the Bakersfield guys uh, that was was really touched by the what was going on there was named Jim Pennington. Jim uh, was an auto auctioneer at his own company, and he relocated to the Central Coast over near Pismo Beach, California, in San Luis Obispo. He was so impacted by what happened to him through influencers in Bakersfield and the journey. Basically, it saved his marriage, which was no small thing. He wanted this for the men of his new hometown. So it was amazing how one man with a vision followed the example and model he'd seen in Bakersfield, and he started men's gatherings with the goal of getting men into the journey where their life could be transformed. God's favor was on it, and it's exploded. Now women and couples are also going through the journey, and it is spreading up and down the the central coast of California. So... Through the influence of Pete McKenzie and his ministry contacts, the journey has spread to some other places, too, Um, because Pete knows everybody, and and everywhere he goes, he tells people about the journey. Um, It has spread to places like Sacramento, um, Phoenix, Redding, California, Um, and then out of a a connection in Redding, California— uh, there was a guy, uh, Kerry Baxter, whose kids went to school in Reading. He found out about the journey, and he brought it to Boise, Idaho. And so there's another guy that uh, Pete mentored named Michael Doust. Michael Doust moved to Frisco, Texas, and he wanted to start the journey at his church. And a fire got lit, and it's been spreading uh, in Frisco and even in the greater Dallas area. Um, and I, I joked at the at the conference that Les Piercy uh, would love to claim an involvement in all the regions, but you know he really has had quite an impact. The guys in Bakersfield have had an impact in starting new cities all around the country. Um, there's some other cities that were seeded by men who came from Bakersfield and moved. Uh, there's a Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, that a guy from Bakersfield moved there and started at his church there, and it, it's been spreading since. Um, there was a guy named Ryan Olson who moved from Bakersfield to Colorado in the Denver area, and the journey got started there. And, and uh, we had a few guys there from Denver at our conference, also Tuscaloosa. Um, another Bakersfield guy, Ron Froelich, had a vacation home uh, in Costa Rica, and he had a strong relationship with the pastor at his bilingual church there, Henry Gutierrez. Um, He brought Henry to a few of our national gatherings and gave Henry a box of journey materials, which Henry, like a good pastor, would do, put under his desk and out of the way. But in God's perfect timing, when Henry was looking for a way to disciple his men, God reminded him about the box. And he started doing journey groups in Costa Rica. Um, they've doing, they're doing men's and women's groups. And uh, he himself went through a virtual group with me and just so he could learn how to do the, full, the process fully. And uh, it's been pretty amazing. A guy named Ken Lander, who's a coffee farmer in Costa Rica, who was uh, involved with Soli Business out of Atlanta, who we have a kind of a loose part, ministry partnership with. Um, he's now helping Ron and Henry form a new, the new region there, Influencers Costa Rica. Also, Henry influenced his good friend, Hyder Garzon, from Colombia, South America. Hyder uh, went through a virtual group 
And now he's led a few generations of the journey in Colombia, South America. So you start to see how one man uh, giving his life away to another man who gives his life to another man. Uh, this is how this thing is spread. This wasn't this wasn't our board sitting around a table strategizing about where we go next. This was God directing our steps, inviting us to new cities. There was another guy, uh, Gary Wanagaitis from Bakersfield, and uh, he moved to Knoxville, Tennessee a few years ago. He started journey groups there, and he, he, had, he was there with a few of his men uh, at our leadership summit as well. Um, there was another Bakersfield connection. Uh, Les Piercy's church was part of a denomination, uh, and, and it was the same denomination as a man in Wichita, Kansas, uh, Mike Hearn. Mike was reading an article in the church newsletter about this movement of men in Bakersfield, and he was very interested because men, uh, men's ministry was Mike's thing. He'd done all sorts of different men's ministry things, including Men's Encounter and a lot of other things. Um, he contacted Les, and within a short amount of time, he became a champion for the journey in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, now with all of Mike's contacts and Mike's passion, and, and Mike retired from his longtime career, uh, it's really been growing and exploding in Wichita, Kansas. Um, there was an influencer in Tulsa who had gone through the journey, it really impacted him. And he kept asking, are there any journey groups in the South Carolina, North Carolina area, in the Carolinas? And uh, we didn't at the time. And so this man in Tulsa, Ron Griffin, took his best friend, Glenn Gordon, through the journey over the phone over about a year and a half. And uh, Glenn was in Fort Mill, South Carolina. And then Glenn was so impacted by it, he wanted to take it to his faith-based workout group called F3. And uh, he, because these guys worked out together, but they also tried to challenge each other to be better men and and express their faith. And he thought the journey would be a great integration into the, into the F3 group. So he took a group of guys there. And uh, then they took some more guys through it, and it's been growing the past three years. And now Influencers Carolina, as you may know, is, is one of our regions with Glenn Gordon at the helm as regional director. There was another man from Maine uh, who had a business associate in northwest Arkansas who he did video production, and he had a client here. And the client here uh, told him about the journey. And it just so happened that this man, Andy Collar, was looking for something for the men of his church. And he began uh, thinking, maybe this is it. So he began an investigation of our ministry. He came to one of our national gatherings so uh, he could see if we were the real deal before he uh, was going to hook his uh, wagon up to us. I uh, met with all the leaders that were at that at conference. And uh, thankfully, we passed this test and he felt like we were the real deal. So he's been leading the charge up in, in Maine. And there were quite a few Maine guys there that came to our conference. There's another man uh, in Columbus, Ohio, Mike Stanley. And uh, Mike was another guy who had a heart for ministering to men and to uh, to uh, he'd been a coach and he'd done a lot of things in, in his life. He was an ex-athlete himself. Um, he was guided by the Holy Spirit and, and ended up talking to Pete McKenzie and then Les Piercy and then ended up coming to, to our global office to find out more about the journey. He was looking for a way to disciple men, how to help men. And uh, so he joined one of our virtual journey groups along with a few other guys from Columbus, Ohio, and uh, and they loved it. And then the next year, I think they started like five groups between the three of these guys who'd gone through it. And uh, then they're doing even more this year. I think seven or eight groups this year. It's blowing up in Columbus, Ohio. So you see that just the, <laughs> the fingerprints go, keep going on. 
Um, and then through our virtual groups, um, you know, it is spread to place like places like Lynchburg, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Corpus Christi, Texas, um, and a lot of other St. Louis, Missouri area, uh, Central Missouri. There's there's places all o- all over the country. Uh, Detroit, Michigan, um, and and not everybody. We didn't have champions from every region, but but it was. Uh, it was just such a blessing to just to to kind of think back and look at at just the the chain of events that that God did to where we are today and just to see where we're growing to so you know from the very beginning rocky's had a fundamental belief that he wanted this to be God's ministry he didn't want it to be about him he didn't want it to be led by business principles either because he was a former business guy and that would have been easy for him to to try to run it like a business. He he fought against that, that tendency in himself and other men around him. He wanted this to be spirit led. He's always said we go where we're invited. He also said, let's not screw this thing up <laughs> by getting in the way of it, of what God wants to do. So I hope you can see the fruit of abiding in Christ when when men and women Learn to abide in Christ, it bears fruit, and it bears fruit that lasts, and it also bears fruit that reproduces into other fruit. And, and you know, it's amazing what can happen just with one faithful man who decides to lead a journey group or, uh, or just come alongside another man and share the, the treasure that he's found in abiding with Christ with others. And, uh, and it's just a beautiful thing. And so, so as we look back, I, we, we thought it was important just to share the fingerprints of God on this ministry. And, and, and thankfully, we, we pray that this is only the beginning. We pray that there's just so many more places that God wants to take us. And as a matter of fact, we, uh, we had a board meeting just today, and we were just talking about this idea of how much we just got to keep praying and praying big, praying for big requests, things that seem bigger than what man could do. And, and in that, we pray that we're going to receive only what God can do, which is, which is beyond what we can ask for or imagine. And so uh, we just continue to pray. We continue to be obedient, continue to make disciples, and just continue to follow him wherever he invites us. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this little history lesson in our last 20 years and, and just saw where where this ministry has gone. And uh, and if you're an influencer out there, you're part of the story too. You're part of this history. And God's going to write chapters of of our future story through you and the people you take through the journey and the the stories of, of transformation, the stories of healing, the stories of freedom. Um, you're part of the story too. So we just encourage you to keep, you know, being faithful, keep uh, seeking Him. And uh, anyway, if you want to know more about our in-ministry, always you, you can go to influencers.org and uh, a lot of information. And if anyone's listening to this who has never been through the journey, we'd love to introduce you to our process, which has been changing lives for 20 years. And if you've been through the journey and you're on the sidelines and you're not plugged in, I would encourage you to be praying about leading a journey group or getting back involved in the journey because uh, it continues to just be a great tool to help make disciples, to to help people where they are. And again, we have men's groups, we have women's groups, we have couples groups, uh, we have prison ministry groups, we have uh, youth, people taking youth through it and in churches and in private Christian schools, all sorts of different expressions of the journey. So uh, just pray about how you can be a part if, if God so leads you. Again, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today. Amen.